Hi guys, welcome back to O Frequencies. I'm so sorry, it has been quite some time. I have been trying to recollect, reconsolidate my thoughts. You know, it has been four months since we've been quarantined and things have been very different. And despite having you know, per se, more time at home to do things, I've actually found myself with less time than I ever have before because, you know, my usual routine of being point A to point B has made it, you know, that made it easy to have routine and have a schedule. But when you're just at home all day, every day, 24-7, it's very difficult to be disciplined enough to stick to a schedule or even like, it's not even... Sometimes you might not even realize because just time is blurring. You don't know what day of the week it is. And, you know, um, <laughs> I really wanted to take another stab at this podcast, but in a different way. I feel like a frequency is just going to be going into a new season. You know, lately, one of the biggest things for me is trying to get my steps up to 10K every single day. And that sounds pretty simple if, you know, prior to COVID, like that was how many steps I would easily get on a daily basis up to maybe 15K. And, you know, nowadays when we're just at home and the only time we get up is to get food or go to the bathroom, which is like right next door, it, I really get maybe maximum 300 steps if I'm like honest. So trying to keep up with 10K steps a day has been one of my non-negotiables, something, that, something that's easy enough for me to do that is still contributing towards my overall health, well-being, you know, getting outside, getting some fresh air, that kind of thing, if the weather allows for it, you know. And to do 10K steps in your neighborhood is like going for two to three walks a day that are about 30 minutes long if you try and walk fast. Obviously, if you're walking at a leisurely pace, it would take a lot longer. But, you know, it's not necessarily a walk in the park. It's like a walk in a park three times for like 30, 40 minutes. And so the thing that has really kept me company and kept me sane is one, I do walking meditations, um, which is basically the same thing as listening to a guided meditation, but listening to it while you're walking and being mindful and being aware of your surroundings and being present. Um, and the other thing is listening to podcasts. And I, whilst I really appreciate the value that short podcasts can give, I've really enjoyed the long conversational 40 45 one hour podcasts of people just chatting about things and you know it's always really good to be trying to strive to learn something and and go through your personal development and things like that but I also feel like a good taste of leisure and conversation is something that we're all missing a little bit at the moment because um, socially distancing I know that's not like you know it's physical distancing we can still be social but you know that's the term and I feel like we're all a little bit disconnected despite that um, despite being connected by technology it can be difficult to you know check in on your friends all the time when it's just through message like you'd much rather be able to see them in person in my opinion anyway I'm rambling <laughs> but it's working right also apologize for the vibration noises. I put my phone on do not disturb, but it still kept going because I had my phone screen open, which leads me to a whole other subject. You know, 
Um, other than working my nine to five job, I also am a health and fitness coach online and I'm also freelance um, doing graphics as well, creating pretty things for other coaches, which is awesome. And I'm also a co-founder of Faris Alchemy, our, um, a, a company that my partner and I founded together doing milk tea protein oh, to begin with. But, you know, the whole idea is to bring to the industry um, some Asian representation of our culture, our food flavors. It's all about an experience, right? But we also want to be really innovative and have lots of plans to bring new, exciting flavors and products. Anyway, so lots and lots of things on my plate and you know, the days are just blurring together and, you know, you're trying to prioritize your well-being, your mental health, you know, work-life balance. And like, I feel like the last few months have really, truly tested me. Like, and it's very difficult because on social media, like I really want to show up and be a role model and, and show everyone that, you know, it's possible to have that balance. Um, but personally, I don't think I've found that balance quite yet. I'm, I'm trying and I'm taking it one step at a time, one day at a time. And some days feel good and some days don't. But I am not going to lie and sit here and tell you that I have it all figured out because I really don't. But I think this is the best part about the journey you know it's always learning and no matter who we are and what we do there's always room to grow and always room to improve so I'm hoping that um, this podcast can be a platform where if you're feeling similarly and you feel like you've got a lot on your plate and you know you really want to prioritize doing your best and being your best but not feeling quite there yet and that, that it's okay and you're not alone and there are probably so many more people around you who feel the same and just don't know how to say it because it can feel really embarrassing it can feel disappointing but just know that you're not alone okay so the purpose of today's episode is to really talk about how to get out of a slump, especially when we're in quarantine. Now, like I said before, it's not like I have the solution, but here are a few things that I've tried and have helped. And some things don't always help, but maybe they might help you. And so hopefully you'll get something from this. And, you know, if you've got any ideas that I haven't mentioned yet, I would love it if you could share that with me. You know where to find me on Instagram at Ophiho. Um, so let's get started. The first thing I really want to mention is cleanse and refresh your environment. I think this is even more important during this time because we are in the same place for so long every single day. I know I'm very privileged to be living in a house with my partner and we've got our own offices so we don't have to share a workspace which I'm super grateful for but because I am in these four walls pretty much for 10 to 15 hours a day I need to make sure that it feels really good and that when I come in here I'm focused I know exactly what I need to be doing and that means no distractions like things like clutter and dust and dirt and things that are just out of place are going to be distracting even if you don't feel like they are like you'll be so surprised how more focused and refreshed you'll feel when you wipe down your surfaces every week and remove any clutter from your desk on the floor give it a vacuum every so often like it can feel so much more refreshing and when you feel that way in the space the work and the output that you get done is so much more efficient and you'll feel so much better in cleansing my environment for me 
first started with clearing off the clutter. I removed a lot of stuff that was just on my desk that I didn't use. I removed a lot of stuff on the floor. For some reason, I just had a bunch of stuff on the floor and it was just taking up a lot of floor space. My drawers were really messy and unorganized. And coming into this room every single day to start my work just felt like a drag. Like, oh, here again, here we go again. And it wasn't nice. So what started as a general cleanup refresh of the room turned into a little ongoing project. You know, I started having a look at my ergonomics, like, you know, how can I sit better to concentrate better? Like, is my posture good? And I noticed like, this was something I didn't realize before, but I couldn't actually sit with my feet flat on the ground with my elbow, like my arms at 90 degrees. Um, and if you don't know, um, you can like Google the most ergonomic position to sit at a, a desk, but basically you're meant to have your feet flat on the floor and your arms should be at a 90 degree angle. Your wrists shouldn't be up. Um, because that causes strain. And so because I'm short, there's no way I can do that without either getting like an adjustable table or a footrest. And then, so I like started stacking some boxes underneath me. I put like some memory foam on them as well for like comfort. Cause like my feet are there for like the whole day. I know this sounds a little bit crazy, um, but it gets worse. <laughs> and then I noticed I couldn't pull my chair all the way under my desk. So I was constantly sitting like with like I, my, how do I explain this? <laughs> I feel like I could show you, but I don't know how to explain it. It's like, Normally, if you want to sit comfortably with good posture, you would sit with your hips towards the back of the chair. But because the seat of the chair is so big, like too big for my legs, it actually cuts off the circulation in my calves. Um, so I naturally sit more forward. Um, so my hips are not at the back of... Oh my goodness, I feel like I want to give up now. <laughs> Basically... I, it was just, it's just not optimized, right? So I took off the arms off my chair so that I could pull the seat in. Um, it, it's better. It's definitely better, but it is not perfect. Next, I kind of did a little bit of online shopping and I thought it'd be really cool to have some RGB LED light strips like against the back of my table and behind my monitor. It, you know, it might sound really silly, but if I'm going to be here every day and I will be for a very long time I don't think our office is looking to go back not until the end of the year and I really want to make sure that the space feels really good so yeah I bought some RGB lights they haven't come yet um I'm excited though um and I also have a mechanical keyboard and I bought some new keycaps and I <laughs> know this sounds welcome to my haul <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying anymore, but basically I'm just, it's like turned into a little project where I'm improving little things here and there. It's like on Pinterest when you pin these beautiful photos of these like workspaces that are like, oh, dream workspace, you skyscraper views and plants and timber and max. And, you know, we can't necessarily create a space like that when you're not in a building. So I'm doing what I can 
you know, visually, aesthetically, and also like feeling wise about, you know, how can I make this space feel elevated? And so that when I come into this room, I feel, you know, unstoppable. I feel like I can conquer the world. And as silly as like little things like LED lights or keycaps or like your posture or plants or whatever, like these are the things that are elevating my mood right now. So that's how I'm cleansing my environment. And I'm seeing this project to continue. Like I'd really like to extend my desks. Like I was thinking of getting a second desk maybe and like um, putting it to the side and creating like an L shape. So I have one space for work work and then I can put a laptop on the other end and and do like other work like coaching work client work graphics work you know to be able to separate that even though it's in the same space you know um and so like thinking about this and directing our attention to elevating the environment is also really helpful because that gives us something to focus on and it's also going to improve our output Okay, so the second thing that I wanted to mention is find routine. You're probably going to be like, oh my god, Ophi, you are so cliche. Of course I know I need to have routine. But let me talk about it for another 10 minutes. (laughs) You know the same way that you wake up at... 6 or 7 a.m. every single morning you get ready in 30 minutes have your breakfast walk to the train station take the train walk into the office by nine o'clock work get your morning coffee at 11 and then go back to working and then have your lunch at one and go for a quick walk and then come back to work and then 3 p.m. have a tea and then 5.30 you leave the office, you take a train back home, etc., etc. You get dressed for gym. You know, like I think having physical places to be at at certain times of the day is what really created the pillars for routine prior to COVID. And so what that means is when we're at home and we don't necessarily need to be at a certain place by a certain time, it means we need to be disciplined enough to get ourselves to do certain things at certain times of the day. Now, getting up and maybe boiling some water for some tea might not sound like a habit per se, but it may need to be a habit for us to create the behavior and the routine that at 11 o'clock Um, in the mid-morning after you've read through your emails or you've just had a team meeting you get up you go boil some water you get some tea and you just take a moment to slow down for a second we so often during our office jobs it's easy to walk away from our desks because it's you know let's be honest it's the last place we want to (laughs) be and so we really need to create those opportunities for ourselves when we're at home and so what helped me to do that was get into the habit of getting up at certain points. So I generally start my work day at nine o'clock and then at about 10.30, I get up, whether that's to make a nice cup of tea or whether that's to go for a quick walk around the block, just something, get up, get moving. And it's a habit because I know that it makes me feel so much better after. And when I come back to my desk to work, I'm better. I do a better job, I feel better, and my output is better. 
And then I like to schedule like the bulk of my work to be in the middle of the day because I know that is when I'm most productive. Generally, I slump in the afternoon. So I try my best to just do as much as I can in that chunk. So between like 11 and about 1.30, I'm working on calls and meetings, doing things. And then I start to get hungry about 1 or 1.30. And then I take some time out to eat some lunch Or if I'm not feeling too hungry at that time, I'll go for a walk first. And all of these things are just kind of what made me feel good and helped me to be the most productive that I could be. Obviously, a routine that works for you might look different, but the important thing is that we do have routine and that we're not just sitting in the same place for the entire day. Because I know some of you are doing that and you need to stop doing that. I know one of my clients actually found that she was most productive when she woke up an hour earlier and she got her workout done before the day started because that meant that she could shower, she'd sit down and have a nice breakfast and then get started in her job and she'd already done like one of her non-negotiables for the day which was workout and that's just what an incredible feeling to be able to accomplish something like that already before the day's even started. So everything that I've said so far is leading up to this, but the important part about being able to establish a routine that you can actually stick to is scheduling things that you enjoy doing. And for my client, it was working out. So she scheduled that first thing in the morning because she knew how it made her feel. And for me, actually, I've I've actually, I've said actually so many times, I'm so sorry, but I'm just surprised because I actually really enjoy going for walks and they break up my day. They give me an opportunity to breathe, to take in the little things and just get some fresh air. I try to, despite Melbourne's bipolar weather, like there's always going to be sunshine one minute and then rain the next, but I always bring a little pocket umbrella with me just in case. And it's always really windy, so I'll layer up. And you know, it's not my favorite feeling of being like cold and sweaty at the same time, but I know that the walks really help me to get some clarity and give me a refresher and it feels good to be able to do something for myself, you know? And there are days when it's pouring down rain and I can't actually go outside without getting soaked. Those days, I really wish I had a treadmill at home. (laughs) It feels really silly because I would never use it outside of COVID, but When I don't go for my walks, I definitely feel a little bit out of place, like something's gone wrong. And and that just goes to show how effective a routine can be. So schedule in things that you enjoy doing, whether they are so mundane, like spending 10 minutes having your coffee and breakfast in silence and looking out the window, whether that's writing a page in your journal about anything, everything, your dreams, your thoughts, your feelings, just schedule in the things that make you happy because they are the pillars to your routine. And the third point leading up to this, also similar to what I talked about with finding your routine, is finding joy in the little things. I know you are probably internally face palming and telling me, Ophi, I know that shit already. Like you're repetitive and you're telling me stuff. I already know. And everyone's talking about it. Look, okay, I know. I know how corny it sounds, but I am telling you from firsthand experience, this shit is effective. 
AF, (laughs) seriously. And so how do we find joy in the little things? There are a few ways we can do that. Obviously, the first thing is to be a little bit more mindful, whether that's taking note of the way things smell, the way things taste, the way things look, feel, you know, the sun shining through the window, the way it's hitting the carpet, the fibers in the carpet, how they all join together and create an overall color that you perceive. And, you know, things like the air, like how does it feel in your nostrils? How do the clothes that you're wearing feel on your skin? Where can you feel it? Is that on your fingertips or do you feel them in your forearms? Do you feel them at your neck? And, you know, if there's little little lint clumps, like how have they, you know, created themselves over time? Like the warmness of the material, you know, these little things, you can start by thinking about those things. But then the my favorite way and I think the most approachable way of finding joy in the little things is keeping a gratitude log. Now, this is something that I know is really effective, but I know it can also be really challenging because at the end of every day, if you're asked to say, what are three things you're grateful for? It's pretty hard to come up with new things every single day, you know, like I'm grateful for my friends, my family, and my house. And that's not really how gratitude logs are intended to be because um, that's quite surface level, even though those are all very valid things to be grateful for. So I came across this different way of keeping a gratitude log that I found to be really, really helpful. And it goes a little bit like this. So there are three points. The first thing that you write about is 24 hours. So in the last 24 hours, what are you grateful for? You know, that could be something that happened or that could be a particular person that you interacted with. It could be a multitude of things, but the prompt itself is very helpful because you're just thinking specifically about what's happened in the last 24 hours. And then the second prompt is life. So what in your life right now are you grateful for? And, you know, that can span across an entire, the entirety of your life, your age, your existence, your experience, your family, your friends or work, or it, it just provides a really good starting point for you to reflect about what things in life that you're grateful for. And I'm very certain that I could come up with a different answer every single day. And then the third and last prompt is you. So what about you yourself are you grateful for? Now, this is not like your friends or your family. Yes, you can be grateful for them, but this is things specifically about you that you're grateful for. And lately I have been writing a lot about how I'm grateful for my resilience. And I think a lot of us need to be a little bit more self-compassionate And take note of just how courageous and resilient we are because we've made it this far and we show up every single day. And sometimes it feels hard and sometimes it's really hard to get out of bed. But you're here. You're listening to this podcast. You're going for that walk. You're doing your chores. You're eating your food. You know, we are more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. So Definitely something that I didn't realize until I started keeping this gratitude log. Now, the fourth 
point that I wanted to make about how to get out of slump and this is the quarantine edition and specific to Victorians as well or other places that are also under similar lockdown restrictions but we can't go outside of a five kilometer radius and our activity outdoors is limited to one hour a day and we have an 8 p.m curfew so whilst I'd really like to say go out into nature and go for a hike or hang out with some friends or see your family. Unfortunately, a lot of, or pretty much all of those activities cannot be accomplished right now. So my fourth point is just simply be. I feel like there's a lot of pressure, especially because we are at home, that we need to be productive, we need to stay busy, we need to be occupied, we need to be constantly doing something or accomplishing something or achieving something. And I think that the hustle mentality is a little old, you know? Burnout is just so inevitable for so many of us. And we lose track of the time that we spend working and we're working longer hours than we ever have before. And this is especially the case with myself. And I've really found it to be so beneficial to just be. I know it sounds, again, so simple, but all of the tips that I've mentioned earlier before about cleansing your environment, finding your routine, scheduling things that you enjoy and finding the joy in the little things, all of these aspects contribute to simply being. Allowing yourself to take one step at a time. Not two steps, not three steps, not four steps, just one step at a time. And maybe you might feel like you take one step forward and then one step back. But then as long as you keep focusing on taking steps forward, you're doing the right thing, you're moving yourself in the right direction, and that one step forward might be to take a break. That one step forward might be to do a workout. That one step forward might be taking a bath. Whatever you need to re-energize yourself, to refuel yourself, to feel better, to produce better, all of these things are going to contribute to how you're able to show up the next day. So allow yourself to be, show yourself some compassion and remind your loved ones to do the same because we've become almost like energetic sponges now. It's very easy to absorb the energy around you and when everyone in the household is at home all day every day, the energy can be pretty low and it's easy to take on that energy. So remember that that it's okay and everything in the universe happens in duality. You're not always happy, you're not always high energy and high frequency and the days when you're not it's just a balance and that it's okay and it's not wrong and you shouldn't beat yourself up about it. Okay, so to summarize the four points that I discussed today about how to get out of a slump quarantine edition, first things first, cleanse your environment. The place that you frequent the most, the space that you're working in, it is so important that you feel good about it. So cleanse it, refresh it, make it a project, make it fun, make it feel good. And the second thing is 
find routine. The pillar of finding routine is scheduling things that you enjoy doing. We need to be scheduling rest or Netflix nights or games nights just as much as we should be scheduling our work. So make time for the things that fill you up and feel enjoyable to you. And if you're finding it hard to find things that fill you up and feel fun, then challenge yourself and do something that you've never done before. Um, I know I should have mentioned this earlier, but I'm just thinking of it now. I didn't feel like working out was making me happy anymore. And I thought that was really weird because, you know, I'm all about fitness. I'm like a fitness junkie. It's a drug. And like when gyms opened up again, I was ecstatic. And then when they closed down, I felt like I was having withdrawal symptoms and then working out at home just wasn't doing it for me. So I challenged myself. I went for a run. And if you know me, you know, I don't run. The only running I do is running out of money. I do not do running. And I did it. I tried it. And wow, like I felt really good. I've tried running before and it was never my thing, but doing it and challenging myself to do something that was outside of my comfort zone helped me to find some balance, Um, especially because I felt like the things that used to make me happy weren't doing the same anymore. So challenge yourself in finding routine and finding things that feel good. Then the third thing was find joy in the little things. And a particular exercise that really helped me to do this was to create a gratitude log. And that was specifically with three prompts. One thing that you're grateful for in the last 24 hours, one thing in your life that you're grateful for, and one thing about you that you're grateful for. These prompts really helped me to feel a little bit more present, be more grounded, and be more aware of the things that were going on. It can be easy to feel like, everything is going wrong and nothing is going well. But when I was doing these prompts, it really helped me to realize that there were a lot of things in life that were going really well. And I was really grateful for that. And the fourth and final thing is to just be. Take things one step at a time, show yourself some love, some compassion, and let's stop beating ourselves up for being unproductive because sometimes resting is productive especially when we need it so take it easy and let yourself be thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode there was pretty much little to no structure i rambled on a lot usually i have dot points to make sure i stay on track but i really wanted to take a really Um, I feel like I've said this before in previous episodes, but I'm trying more and more to take a more conversational approach because I really enjoy listening to podcasts, especially solo podcasts of people just telling stories and talking about their experiences whilst giving value, knowledge, advice, suggestions. Uh, It makes for a really pleasant walk and it's good background noise. So I hope you enjoyed this platform and and the way that I created this content and if you did be sure to let me know over on Instagram at Ho. and again thank you so much please do reach out if you need help with whatever it is whether that's your well-being your mental health or your fitness and know that I am always supporting you and I'm really happy that you found me and found this podcast so thank you again for listening I'll see you next time Bye.